What's going on, guys? Zane here with Everything Vive. I want to welcome you back for another episode. As usual, I'm joined by Ronnie. Ronnie, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. This week has been good so far, and um, we got some we got some cool news items to talk about today. Yep, some big announcements. I would say. I I agree 100%. But before we get into that, I want to announce the giveaway winners for the VTOL Steam Keys that we mentioned uh, during last week's episode. So uh, for anybody who missed that, make sure you check out episode number 76 with Paolo from VTOL. He's the sole developer behind it. And uh, we were giving away some Steam Keys. Want to uh, list out the winners now. And so I will just go... I randomly drew this, so I'm just going to go down the line that I drew them. Um, But first, and I'm just going to do this by YouTube username. So uh, I'll be reaching out to you guys. Make sure you send... Actually, I won't be reaching out to you guys. Shoot us a message on the back end of our channel, uh, just on the About page, and we will give you the codes there. And if you have any problems, you can always shoot us a message at contact at everythingvibe.com. But here we go. Drum roll. We'll skip the drum roll and just go straight to the winners. First one is... Malikas0101, M-A-L-L-I-K-A-S-0-1. Uh, they said their favorite plane movie was Die Hard 2. So uh, it's, that's a pretty good one. I can't believe, yeah, I, no, I, can't believe I didn't think about that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the second winner that we have is Four Wheelin' for Fun. And their favorite airplane movie is Airplane. They said Leslie Nielsen was great. So... I guess you can't go wrong with picking a movie called Airplane, huh? No, I mean, that, that kind of hits it right on the head. And uh, the last winner is Conrad Lawrence, and their favorite aircraft movie was the Tuskegee Airmen, which I huh. can't say that I've seen yet, so I'll have, to, I'll have to look that one up. But I'll go through the names again. It's Malikas01, Four Wheelin' for Fun, and Conrad Lawrence. Congrats, guys. Make sure you shoot us a message, and we will get you those Steam keys so you can jump in and start... <laughs> piloting and doing all the fun stuff we were talking about with VTOL. I, I don't know what it says about me, but when I think of my favorite air, airplane movie, the first thing that comes to mind is Con Air. Oh, that, so that's what I recorded in the pre-roll for the last episode. <laughs> um, yeah, you know what? There's just something about that movie. It was like just just really timely, and it was just perfect for what, the 90s whenever it came out? Yeah, that's actually really, really funny that that was – that was what you thought of because I, I didn't actually hear the pre-roll yet. So there you go. <laughs> just, just totally <laughs> ran. Like I kind of just thought of something up on the spot, but like, like you, that it was the first movie that came to mind. So uh, Nick, Nicholas Cage in his glory days. <laughs> oh, Nicholas Cage. Oh, Nicholas Cage. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's jump in, man. We got some crazy news. I'm just going to start off and hit it, hit the nail right on the head. HTC just reduced the price. They did a price cut, which we have been expecting, kind of expecting, uh, but I guess mm-hmm. we're not surprised to see. And it is now selling for 600 So this is actually roughly around the same price. Right now, the Oculus Rift is still going for 400 I believe, which is part of that summer sale. But I think, okay. I think long-term, they're going to be going 500. 500. Yeah. So, and, so yeah. And just, just to point out, that's 500 without the third sensor. 500 without the third sensor. Oh, okay. Good, good. Um, that is a very good point. Yeah, that's because it's not it's not I'm room thinking. scale so, without the sensor. No, no, no. So, so I mean, for practical purposes, like you know, the Oculus is five going to be five hundred. The the uh, the Vive is going to be six hundred. But technically, technically, you could say room scale they're equal pricing. And still, I mean, regardless, that's kind of that's really really good news because I think a lot of people were were saying that you know. Or hype. A lot of people were kind of hypothesizing that there were a lot of reasons for why Oculus would want to lower the price of the Rift, and a lot of those reasons didn't necessarily apply to the Vive. I mean, stuff like you know the the ongoing litigation against Oculus, and well, you know, the things like that that was never confirmed. And, I think there's a lot of people, no, like you said, that, just hypothesizing. I, exactly. No, that's why I say hypothesize. Mm-hmm. But like, given all the weird rumors and i mean they weren't really rumors per se but you know what people's thoughts were and just the fact that you know the oculus didn't seem to be doing as well as as many people uh may have hoped um people were kind of pointing to that as maybe why the the price had dropped um when it did but 
now that the vibe is also comparable, I mean, that's, I, I think, I think it's kind of a better, I mean, I suppose some people could say, could look at that and say, oh no, like all of the headsets are, are, are not doing so well. That's why they had to lower the price. But I don't really think that's the case. I think this is the natural progression of, of where we'd expect these products to be, you know, in this late in the life cycle. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a really good thing that the price is going down. So hopefully there can be some, uh, some key releases here in the next sub few months that'll, that'll, uh, get people, um, you know, to move on that price point and actually pick up new hardware. I think you're referring to or alluding to Fallout 4, right? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> As a quote-unquote key release. Um, yep. No, man. Yeah, this is this is really exciting. I, you know, I I really felt the the hit of it. And I mean, I'm already an owner, but I was just like, how can, you know, it's... And I would see these posts on Reddit all the time, and I'm just like, how can you... Like the, the vibe isn't twice as good. I, you know, I know I'm saying mm-hmm. blasphemy here on the everything vibe podcast, but you know, the vibe vibe <laughs> isn't worth twice as much as the rift in terms of like the experience that you get. Um, sure. so, you know, when people were, oh, nobody really asked me, I, there are a couple of friends who were just like, um, you know, is, is the vibe still worth it at 800, blah, blah, blah. And so, yeah. but you know, uh, it, it's it muddied the muddied your answer. You know, it just, it just made it, it just made it tougher because the thing is you really, that price difference then really comes down to what makes the vibe different slash better. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, no, I mean, I'm glad that the prices are a little bit similar. I think this is a fair pricing as for, for HTC, this keeps them as the premium headset in terms of price as well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there, there's probably some type of psychological factor with bring, being the, the highest priced uh, headset out there. You know, people yeah. look at it and they're just like, well, if it's priced higher, then it's probably better. Yeah, I'm, I'm just talking about the, the totally irrational consumer mindset sure. that all of us have sometimes. You know, you look at something and you're just yeah. like, oh, well, there's probably a reason that it's priced a little bit higher. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm glad that that they they did it. I, I don't know the reasons for Oculus. I don't know the reasons for HTC, and I'm sure those are being very quietly whispered in in back rooms and conference rooms at those respective offices. But um, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the case might be, I, I, we don't know the numbers yet. But I I did have a not a fear because I still want VR to succeed. But you know, I just I, I wanted HTC to retain. And, and actually grow its market share in terms of like the VR space. Um, yeah. And so, you know, just, I, I didn't want it to fall up. I didn't want the platform to fall behind. Um, no, I agree. And, 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 you know, the only, so, so I, I, you know, you can never really be disappointed in a price drop because from the consumer standpoint, you know, being able to, to get something at a lower price is good, no matter how you slice it really. But that said, I, I'm kind of curious as to what these companies' initial plans were with pricing, and kind of you know what motivated them to to drop them now when they did, rather than like it almost seems to me, and I, I could be completely wrong, but kind of like you were saying before, almost like Vive would have had to counter at this point or close to it to lower the price, given that the given that the Oculus has such a much lower price, you know, after after their price cut. So like I, I almost I almost feel like if you're if you were HTC in that scenario I mean yeah you could just sit and wait and and be comfortable with the price point you're at but at some point you kind of have to look at the market and say okay if if someone's legitimately interested in buying a new premium VR headset you know this there's just too big of a disparity here and they're you know the products are too similar to to leave the pricing that different. And so I just wonder, I wonder if, if they had planned on making a cut at this juncture in the life cycle or if they were kind of forced to, because, you know, I, I would have liked to see some kind of a big push as far as marketing or as far as a software title. And, and again, maybe, maybe we're not, but then again, I don't know, maybe, maybe we're not, you know, in the mass market enough to see kind of what some of those pushes might be, but I mean, for me, I think the next step is to re- is for these companies to really to really attack the mainstream in a more mm-hmm. yeah in, in a bigger way. And and I know that the that the that the standalone headsets to some extent are going to do that. I mean, I know HTC's is is more targeted for the Chinese market, 
but Oculus is certainly going to be releasing one, and I would only imagine that HTC will have some type of a some type of a standalone headset in the relative near future. I'm talking like the next few years. So, so I don't know if that's when they make the big main, mainstream push, but and and like you said, maybe when Fallout Four comes out on in VR, they bundle that with the system, make a big push then. But but I just you know it would have been nice for there to be kind of a watershed, you know, something new and exciting that really like a big release, you know, doubled up with the price cut that could really get people that were maybe on the fence, you know. Or, or even not on the fence. People that hadn't really thought too much about VR, you know, get those people all of a sudden to take notice um, because, you know, the price looked reasonable and there was something that they really, really wanted to play. So, yeah. so that, that's the only thing. Again, not, not to say that it's not an amazing thing because it is. I'm sure there's going to be tons of people out there that are excited to pick up Vives now that the price is lower. However... I just think it would have been, you know, it would have been nice to kind of couple that with, couple that announcement with some kind of a big release as well. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you 100%. I, I think uh, one of HCC's biggest uh, Achilles heels with the Vive has been their marketing efforts. I mean, I, you know, I had heard about Oculus just because it be- had become such a, a household name to a certain extent since uh, the Kickstarter, what, several years ago? Yeah, and then Facebook but, you know, acquisition. Yeah, I, 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 didn't, I didn't even know the Vive existed. I didn't know anything about VR or anything aside from hearing the name or knowing the name Oculus until I walked into your apartment that one fateful day, almost about yep. a year ago at this point, actually. So yep. happy, yep. happy Vive-versary for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with you, but I'm wondering if maybe, maybe they were initially planning to wait it out until, you know, a game like fallout four came out. But the thing mm-hmm. is like, that's, that's two months away and two months as people head back to school or look, you know, you know what I mean? Like there's just two, yeah. months, two months can be a long time and, no, that, and that could change a lot a of things. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the, I, I'm sure that they felt the pressure like they uh, they had to have felt the pressure. And you, you were talking about how what, what their initial pricing plans were. I'm sure mm-hmm. all of that went down the toilet as soon as uh, as soon as Oculus initially uh, lowered their price to 600. Was that like back in the spring? Um, yeah. You know, because of course, that's going to that's going to. Instead of you, instead of the two companies being somewhat equal in terms of what they offer, with with HCC already knowing that they have the superior product in terms of tracking, in terms of uh, just hardware in general, and and I know I, mm-hmm. I know I'm, I'm probably going to get pushback from that because people will say, well, you know, there's a lot of better software options, but I'm just talking about the actual physical headset, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, so. If, it, if they were priced the same, then you know HTC was holding on to that card saying like, okay, well, at least we're, we still edge them out in a lot of the major areas. But as soon as that first price drop happened, I'm sure they were like, okay, yeah, we'll play it cool and we'll just, you know, we're still the better headset. But as soon as it went to half the price of the Vive, uh, not that there was panic, but, you know, there had to be, I, I can't imagine there was like, oh, yeah, that's totally fine. <laughs> you know, people people will yeah. not will not pick up the the Oculus over the Vive because of this price drop. Uh, that just mm-hmm. wasn't going to happen. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Or vice versa, you mean. Or, well, sorry, yeah, vice versa. I probably should have thrown a knot in there as a double negative somewhere. Yeah, but yeah. yeah <laughs> you, you, you get what I'm saying. Um, yep. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a great move. Uh, you know, I'm excited. At the end of the day, it's, it's $200, which for some people, like, I, again, I, I hate to go into pricing as because that's, well, no, actually, I'm sure some of the folks holding out um, we're probably holding out because of price. And at the end of the day, $200 is a good chunk of change that you can use towards getting software and games and things well, like yeah, that. And, so. and I mean, some people, uh, you have to imagine if you're not an early adopter for some of this hardware, you're kind of waiting for, for one of two things, really. If, if, you, if, you were ex- if, you're, if your mind is, is dead set on getting one of the headsets, but you haven't yet, it's probably either because you're A, waiting for a price drop, or B, you're waiting on like a new, a new version of the hardware to be released, and so and so I feel like the fact that this price drops happened, and I think I think along those same lines, there have been some statements from HTC, and I, you had mentioned this to me before recording. There have been some statements basically alluding to the fact that HTC 
won't be releasing a, a successor headset to the Vive um, anytime this year. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, so that, those, that was actually yeah, the se- second point that I wanted to get into and get your thoughts on was the fact yeah. that, that uh, in the statement, Daniel O'Brien was talking about how there was no second gen plan for this year. And he said that he, they were planning to sell this unit as it is um, well into 2018. So, okay. sorry, I, I, I totally cut you off, but go ahead. No, no, no. But that's, but that's exactly. So, I mean, in light of those two things together, I think there, there's potentially a decent chunk of, of people out there that, that would be interested in picking up a Vive now. Because like I said, let's say, I mean, if, if you were on the bandwagon right, right before the, the initial hardware released, you know, you pick it up, you feel like you're getting maximum value out of that $800 that you put down for this brand new uh, virtual reality technology that no one's ever seen before. Six, seven months, a year, and the further and further it gets, if you're not paying less than people paid initially, you're thinking either a price drop is coming and I should wait, or you're thinking maybe I wait to the next iteration of the hardware because you've kind of, you know, there's already been that, 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 that significant amount of time that's passed since the initial release. And so, and so I feel like by not doing anything with the pricing, you know, to some extent, there's going to be people out there that are going to kind of, you know, potentially hold out longer when you make a price drop like this, along with an announcement that kind of doubles down on your commitment to the hardware platform that's already out there. I think it, I think it can be very encouraging to people that haven't jumped on board yet because, you know, someone can, people can go out now and buy, buy an HTC Vive for $600 and feel confident that they're getting $600 worth of value from that hardware, that they're getting the best VR headset available and that that's going to be the best headset available for some time, at least from HTC. And and really there hasn't been any indica- strong indications that any of these other companies that have been alluding to releasing headsets like Microsoft or LG or these others, you know, there's no indication that those are really going to, you know, pop up in the, ne- in the near future and all of a sudden, you know, overshadow uh, the amazing work that HTC has done. So, so I just think that, that it was the right move to, to make those announcements in tandem. If you're going to release the price cut, or if you're going to announce the price cut, I think it's it's great that you also you know reaffirm your commitment to the current hardware revision, and then hopefully they'll combine both of those awesome things that they've announced with some some great new titles. And and like you were mentioning before, Fallout 4 is is coming close, and and I can only imagine uh, HTC is going to try to come up with some kind of a bundle for the holiday where they can, they can package those together and really ever, I mean, I think, I think if you can, if you can get that, um, appearing in places that, that holiday shoppers are going to notice it, whether that be online through, through Amazon or, or Newegg or any of the, the various websites where people do their Christmas shopping. I mean, I feel like, I feel like people know what Fallout is, and if and if they see a decent price, um, that could potentially be a big seller. So, yeah, uh, I, I mean, there's going to be a lot of interesting things to follow as we head into the holiday season. I'm glad you mentioned that, just because we're you know we we're talking about marketing earlier, and la- I feel like coming out of last year, when when people were looking at the numbers, there was a lot of talk into like how did people do over the holidays, right? And it was like really the, the first year of VR because you had three systems launched that year with the cheapest one and, and most recent one being the, the Sony PlayStation, which obviously outsold due to its price and due to the fact that people had compatible hardware, didn't need a, a new brand new computer for it or a, mm-hmm. a VR-ready computer. Um, mm-hmm. But now like all of these systems, all of these platforms have been in the game for a year. They've been really trying to elbow each other out in terms of pricing and, 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 you know, holding on to that market share. I am really, I don't want to say excited. I don't think that's the term, but I, you know, I'm really curious to see how, how this holiday season goes out. And I know we're still five months away from December, but 
I'm sure all of that holiday planning is happening in offices now and if it hasn't mm-hmm. already. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that the Vive can pull out some stops and really get some great titles and, and just get in the, the hands and homes of more people because, um, I, you know, I've, I have several friends who have tried it out and have expressed interest in getting it, but they, like you mentioned earlier, they're like, you know what? I like, I'm ready to pull the trigger, but I think I'm just going to wait until gen two. And uh, I'm actually in the process of sending follow-up messages just to be like, Hey guys, <laughs> uh, just letting you know, it dropped 200 bucks. I, I mean, I, I don't get, I don't get any type of affiliate <laughs> marketing from them, but you know, yeah. it's just, it's, it's great to see like your friends and family and folks, uh, that are already into this stuff, but maybe just weren't in the time and place to be able to buy it, um, uh, where it yep. becomes a little bit more affordable, affordable for them to get into it. So, uh, yeah, no, and, and, and you know, the ironic thing about VR, I think to some extent, I mean, once you get past the hurdles of setting things up and, you know, buying or building the PC or whatever you want, uh, you know, however you want to deal with that problem. Once you actually have the Vive up and running, I feel like, I feel like it attracts people that aren't necessarily going to be splitting their time always between VR and other video games. Like I, I know a lot of people I showed the Vive to that really, re- it, you know, it really resonated with people that weren't just video game players. They were, they were kind of people from all walks of life. So if anytime you can, you can spread the word that there are price cuts on these things. Maybe some of these types of messaging isn't getting to them, but I think that some of those people might be the very best like, crowd suited for, you know, to take advantage of yeah. a VR once it becomes more mainstream. No, no yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, I just, it, it, I think it's, I, every technology, I feel like it's called like a disruptive technology, but, you know, I do feel like there's, you already see it in terms of uh, media, in terms of uh, like sports, especially. Um, mm-hmm. You know, th- I feel like we're just at the tip of the iceberg, and it'll, it, you know, it remains to be seen exactly how this technology, in conjunction with with augmented reality as well, yep. uh, how that'll be used and utilized in both entertainment and business. But um, yep. overall, no, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I'm, I just feel excited because I, you know, I, I'm, we're, I feel like we're at the tip of the iceberg, and I, I feel yeah, like, at the I, ground I feel like I'm finally an of. early adopter for something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's never been no, the case it, in my life, so. Because it's one of those things, like, you don't know when it's going to happen or what's going to be the tipping point, like you said. But, like, sooner or later, anyone that's tried it just knows that this technology isn't going to stay as small and secret as it is for now for long, you mm-hmm. know? Like, I, I, I say secret, but you know what I'm saying. There's yeah. Even though there's, you know, anyone can go out and purchase a Vive if they have enough money and, and willpower to do so, you know, we all still feel like we're a relatively, you know, close that kind of small community and that we're kind of in on the secret that the general public hasn't caught on to yet, which is that, you yeah. know, there's this powerful technology called virtual reality that, you know, oh, many people may have tried, you know, a Samsung gear VR, but they don't really know what real VR is like, you know, <laughs> yeah. come over my place and I'll show you, how amazing technology really is. Yep, yep. And and so yeah, so it's interesting just to, you know, we all know or we we have a strong faith that that this stuff isn't going to it, it's going to have a large impact. And so the question is exactly when that's going to come and what form that's going to be, but Yeah. Well, yeah. I if, if just to continue on this tangent a little bit longer, <laughs> I, I I would I would almost make the argument that I think I think we're at about the tipping point now in terms of like people's perception of VR. Um, when it actually becomes mainstream, I, I would say is when the hardware can become much more affordable. So, you know, I, I mean, when Oculus is talking about their $200 standalone headset next year, I think that that could be a major, you know, uh, physical tipping point for for VR getting in the hands of of the many and the masses, but Mm -hmm. just looking at it, you know, this year, um, and, and and I'm just going to look through one lens, which is like pop culture, but you know, I, I, I don't know if you watch the show Silicon Valley or even like the most recent episode of ballers had a, they were, they featured some small segment on like VR where it's, it's about like the NFL and they, 
they were showing how VR could help players train during the off season by putting them That's like cool. in situations. Yeah. So, I mean, it's here in pop culture. the The movie Ready Player One will be coming out later this year by with Steven Spielberg directing it. So, yeah. you know, like this, like it's it's here in pop culture. People know about it. They're aware of it. Um, and I think really it's just a matter of the technology catching up fast enough to be able to price uh, affordable affordably for most folks. And I think that'll mm-hmm. start coming next year since we're already hearing about these plans for you know, $200 standalone headsets for Oculus. And I don't know the pricing mm-hmm. for, for HTC, but they're planning something for China. I, I can't imagine that it would, you know, if it's successful there, they wouldn't uh, pass that along or, or spread it out to Europe and the yeah. US. So, yep. you know what I mean? Like we're, yeah. we're, we're there in terms of like the culture, we're there in terms of like people's readiness and eagerness. I think it's just a matter of getting the technology affordable enough and good enough where, you know, it can be powered without a high high end computer. It can be powered, or it's not tethered with wires. Like you know, mm-hmm. like and and I, I don't know. It's just I, I feel no, like I, agree with I you. feel like we're there already. Yeah, and and to all the all the VR haters out there who are saying like, oh, it's just another fad. Nah, I mean, I think we're well past the fad. You know, like uh, the fad stage or where where we're confirmed past the fad. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I, it does make sense. And like for every, I mean, even just looking at the title, like past few months or weeks that we've been reviewing games, I, I can legitimately say that I'm becoming more and more like I think there was there was a point where you were seeing a lot of repetition in the games and titles that were being released. Yeah. Where, oh, it's just another wave shooter or oh, I've seen this before and you know, this isn't really adding that much, blah blah blah. Like you saw some 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 weeks of releases like that. But I, I can genuinely say now that there's a decent number of titles out that all have something very powerful and unique to 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 show players. I mean, I mean the the game I played today, for example. I mean, I more and more, even as a person that's been playing VR since the Vive first released, and and even before that, um, there's still games that are coming out that legitimately impress me with new concepts and just that that feeling of of, of being immersed and and, mm-hmm. and being in your environment, you know. And and I think if if we're continuing to have those types of kind of awe-inspiring, um, you know, awe-inspiring, uh, you know, presence-filled, like awesome experiences in virtual reality, then I think it's something that the general public will be super excited to get into as well. Yeah, no, I I agree. And since you since you mentioned game, let's uh, or the game that you played, <laughs> let's. Let's trans. Well, actually, no. I don't want to transition to that just yet because there are a couple more notes that I had here, and these are just kind of uh, just. Well, I guess they're just a couple of notes. So, just to follow up, the, the price cut is now six hundred. It does come with a free month of Vive port. So, I mean, mm-hmm. that's let's be real. That's seven dollars. So it's it's not the most <laughs> <laughs> you know it's not the most appealing thing. But but Vive port is a cool service, and uh, you know I'm sure they're trying to get people hooked into it from the start. Um, sure. which you know what, if you're, if you're just starting out, I know I see these posts all the time for people who just get, um, for people who just get, uh, or have just recently gotten a vibe. There's a ton of free stuff out there that you can, that'll fill your time, but oh, for, yeah. for seven bucks or for a free month on vibe port, you can get five titles that would probably cost you, you know, anywhere. Well, I, I don't know because the, the titles are all priced differently, but you know, there's some, def- there's definitely some good titles in there. Uh, and mm-hmm. so getting a free month of that, or even paying seven bucks a month to really start experiencing stuff uh, is probably not and a bad idea. Do you know, did they get rid of the other bundles that were included previously or no? You know what? Uh, there was no mention of that in anywhere that I checked, but I'm sure, I'm sure stuff still comes bundled with it. Uh, we can yeah. double check and, and, and report back, but uh, okay. all, all I saw with that is that it comes with a free month of Viveport. So, uh, but I highly okay. doubt that they would be getting rid of launch titles just because that seems to be uh, a fantastic way to promote games and get people excited. Yeah, so, um, no, I agree. And and like you were saying, I mean, if there's any, if there are any new uh, uh, new users to the Vive that are listening to our podcast, I mean, if you just go through Steam, and I'm sure you can the Vive the Vive uh, subreddit uh, Reddit, yes, yeah, subreddit thread is is a super useful place to to find information but there's all kinds of free games out there um that you can try you know in steam so so i mean don't be shy if you have a new vibe you know just start googling best free vive games i'm sure you'll 
you'll come up with a lot of good stuff. So yeah. No, I agree. Okay, so last note before we jump into game talk is that the business edition remains at the same price, which is twelve hundred. So not sure why that didn't get a price cut. Um, and what the business edition just includes the premium head strap with it, right? Includes the premium head strap, and uh, I believe I don't know if there's anything else included, but I know that there is like a dedicated hotline for help. Okay. Uh, I, I, I mean, can imagine. Yeah. yeah. So, so not, I, they don't what really they're really selling a is a service there. Yeah. Exactly. Like, like, and especially with like with 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 business related releases. I mean, price is usually not. People aren't usually staying away because of the price. True. True. Yeah. So, um, cool. Yeah. That's that's all I had for news. I don't know if you had anything else to add. No, I, I think that was good. We kind of. We kind of figured that that would be a big topic of discussion, so we've been waiting for it for a while. So we it's, have. Uh, it's exciting to hear. It's it wasn't unexpected. I will say that. Yeah, yeah. No, so. they had to. They had to respond sooner or later. So I'm I'm glad they they did it. You know when they did, and and like you said, it'll be interesting to see kind of what how all the numbers fall uh, when we get closer to and after the holiday season. Yeah. And for anybody that is planning to buy a Vive now, just uh, just want to say welcome to the community. Uh, we're excited to have you and hope to catch you inside one of the games. Speaking yep. of which, let's jump to game talk, man. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, what do you want to flip a coin? How do we do this? I feel like we're all <laughs> struggling to see who goes first. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll go first. I, all right, I go ahead. I don't mind. Yeah, so I played to the top. And I, it's been on my list to play for a while. I know there have been some updates here and there and... I mean, the game initially came out, I think, in late May. So um, it, it's been on my list for a while, like I said, but I'm super glad that I had the opportunity to play it um, you know, now. And, and I, I really look forward to actually finishing, finishing the title when I, when I have uh, a little bit more time to spend with it. Um, essentially, to the top, the best way to describe it, I mean, there's two ways. You can describe kind of the, the story background that kind of, that that's placed there to make you feel like there's kind of a purpose to the various levels that that purpose is that you're more or less a superhero in training and you're in all of these virtual reality, um, environments, at least the, the portion that I had played, uh, basically learning, you know, learning the ropes, uh, to be a superhero, um, using kind of these parkour environments to kind of boost yourself through from beginning to end of the levels. So, so these these they're kind of linear. They're they're somewhat linear, somewhat you know open levels, um, but they're almost like obstacle courses where you can grab and 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 pull yourself and jettison yourself up um, to to go from place to place. So so you 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 use each of your hands, um, you know, in the game using the Vive ones, um, you know, are are your hands in the game. And they, they, you have beams running from each of the hands. And so you're able to, with the, with the trigger buttons, you're able to like reach for something that's relatively close by. And then when you click the trigger button, it grabs it with that hand and kind of pulls you. So you can, and, and so you can pull yourself, um, to objects that are, that are close by, um, with a trigger press. And then if you hold both triggers, to grab with both of your hands on the object and then push back on it, you actually can launch yourself off of whatever it is that you grabbed onto. And there's only certain kind of bouncy, I mean, you feel like it's bouncy. It's really anything that's that's blue colored is essentially something that you're able to grab. So there's these various levels and you can't grab just anything. You can only grab um, areas that are that are blue in color. And so those are strategically placed around and using them, you're able to kind of, you know, bounce around, launch yourself and do some interesting things to get from the beginning of the level to the end. And that's, I mean, in a nutshell, I guess what the premise of the game is. Um, but it's a lot of the intangibles. It has a lot of the intangibles that, that really, I think make this a really great game to own for the vibe. And I say that because, I mean, again, this is coming off of, you know, coming off of recent games like Just in Time and some of these other ones. Uh, some of these titles that I feel like are legitimately demo-worthy, you know, must-own titles, uh, 
I think I think that that to the top maybe one of those those games because it what it does it does really really well. Um, it has a very simple look to it. Everything's very very clean and simple to understand, but yet it looks really nice and. And, and you can see really far into the distance. You can really see the entire level like in front of you, and you kind of know, okay, this is where I am. That's where I want to get. You have a sense of what you need to do to get there, and then you just go and do it. And I felt, uh, you know, there, the music is really pleasant and relaxing. I'd say that, I mean, there's different... I, I wish I knew more about the music. You probably, you might recognize more of it than me, but I mean, some is of the... Is it like contemporary the, music, or...? I, not contemporary per se, but I mean some of the like again I don't know that much about about music per se, um, but some of the tracks actually sounded like they might be licensed. I, I don't know for sure. They might just be like small bands that you know the the developer had access to or what. But I mean like legit music. I mean there's there's definitely like uh, like you know kind of like a rock track at the beginning level that I played, and later there was kind of like a like a more electronic uh, beat going on in one of the other levels but like each of the tracks kind of had a different mood to it and it, and I thought it did a really good job of kind of setting the tone for the level because a lot of these levels are I mean you're supposed to be kind of speeding through as fast as you because everything's on a timer and you can take your time and you just get a slower time but you know I think the the real purpose is to try to get through the obstacle courses more or less as, as fast as you can while also kind of collecting what it, what's there to collect. And, and I mean, I wasn't going that fast. I was kind of just enjoying myself, but, but yeah, the, the tracks do a good job of kind of facilitating the pacing that you have in each of the levels. And then that's actually then, really like, cool it, that they like, they went ahead and got some music or licensed it yeah, somehow. No, that's what, like I, I can definitely like, that's one of the things as I was experiencing it was kind of like, man, I, I wish I had a little time to kind of look into who, like, I mean, for all I know, maybe they're not licensed out. Maybe they're just people, but like they, they were very professional sounding, like, you know, cool pieces of music. And it was definitely something that stood out when I was playing it. Like I, not every game has a soundtrack that stands out like that. True, so true, when it yeah. does, it's, it, it's something that's worth mentioning. So, so for sure, like you'll notice, I mean, when you play the game, You'll notice the music. I, I, I mean, I think that's that's something that that you know, that's something that'll happen. You'll you'll notice it. You'll you'll think, okay, wow, like this is this is pretty cool. And then and then, like I said, the the visuals do their job and they do their job really well. And then none of this stuff would hold up, you know, like I'm like I'm talking about if it if the mechanics weren't solid. And I think that's really where where this game excels is that. You really feel like once you get the hang of the controls, you do feel like they're doing what they're supposed to do. They're very responsive, and you really feel like if you're if you're doing your job, you're going to you know you're going to be able to get to get to do some pretty cool stuff. I mean, I really like how I really like the feel of 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 pulling and bouncing off of things as as you're moving up and down all of the obstacles because you really do feel like. Like as long as you pull with the right momentum that you can get to a place and like you can, you can, you feel like you're able to traverse these big, these big levels just fine. And then, but if, and, and ironically, the faster you go, the more secure you feel because if you're keeping all of your momentum going from blue object to blue object, you, you know, you can get to the next the next, you know, the next blue object, I guess. So if you're if you're maintaining your momentum, you're going, you're going, you're going. Like you feel this sense of okay, like I'm, you know, you're you're getting through this. Like I, nothing's going to stop me, kind of thing. You now it's when you when you mess up or you miss something that you start to get a little worried because when you lose that momentum, all of a sudden you're not sure if you're going to make it to the next the next object that you're able to grab. And once that happens, or once you slow down and kind of recognize how high you've gotten or how far you've gotten in the level, that can actually be kind of a, a little bit of a scary, nerve-wracking thing because, because like any good VR title, the sense of 
the sense of place is very strong. I mean, you you really feel like you're you're on top of that level. And as you're moving, I mean, like I said, there's definitely those moments in this game. If you're afraid of heights, you're going to kind of feel it. when, And it's going to be when you least expect it. Because like I yeah. said, when you're kind of just like moving through the levels, using your momentum to push off of things, you don't often realize how high you're getting until all of a sudden you slow down and you worry about where to go next or kind of hanging there, not sure what to do. And then you see where you are and you're like, oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> like, and then, and then when you fall, I mean, it's no big deal. It, I mean, it affects your time and wastes a lot of time because your character kind of slowly, slowly hits the ground. It's not like a like scary, oh my gosh, kind of feeling when you, when you do lose. But it's, it's almost that impending sense that you might fall off while you're playing yeah. that can get, that gets to your head and, and kind of gives you that woozy feeling like you don't want to, you know, you don't want to mess up. So, so, so yeah. Uh, so I got, I got a question for you is, uh, yeah. Did you ever play climby? I didn't play climby. You didn't. Okay. And, and I was going to ask. For no. And, and when I was playing, yeah, when I was playing it, I actually was thinking like, Oh, I wonder, I wonder what this is like compared to what's in. I mean, my, I mean, my gut instinct tells me there's more of an emphasis and, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like there's more of an emphasis on, on timing and like the racing element in this game than what I remember you mentioning in climbing. I, I could be wrong. But. No, no, it, it definitely seems like the, so the way you, that you describe it as an obstacle course definitely uh, differentiates it. I think a little bit not, you know, I, that's a game that's been on my list for a while too. So uh, now that you've played it, I'm going to try and make sure I get some time in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, climbing, I mean, there was, I, I mean, yeah, you were timed, but that wasn't like, I don't know. I never yeah, no, really felt pressured by is, the time. So, and, and yeah, it was really see, just like climbing. Yeah, no, this, this, the best way to describe it. I mean, it definitely, I, I mean, it's, it's grabbing things. It's going to remind, it's going to be similar to climbing games, but I'd say just as important as it is to grab things. I think it's more important to bounce off of things. So it's yeah, it's that's just an interesting. As, that's an interesting yeah. uh, aspect to it that I, I don't think yeah. I've seen in another climbing game. And and it kind of reminded me a little bit of of the game we played um, that's coming out from the folks at Servios. Um, uh, Sprint Vector, but diff- yeah, yeah, Sprint Vector, but different. Like I again, I don't want to make too many comparisons because Sprint Vector also had kind of elements of, of, of launching yourself off of things. And it definitely had, you know, a really fast sense of speed. This is kind of a mix between the two. Like you definitely get a lot of speed. And I definitely feel like the levels are almost more like obstacle course slash racing tracks than they are just like normal levels. But at the same time, they're not as linear and as like, they're not meant to create the sense of speed. I don't think that a game like Sprint Vector was was trying to you know implement. Gotcha. Like yeah, in yeah. that game, okay. in that game, you're you're you you do kind of jump off some stuff, but uh, you know it's more about player movement. This is is kind of more about like I said, like using the environment to catapult yourself um, in the quickest and most efficient way to get to the end of the level as possible. So it's, it's, I mean, it's, I think all those games that we mentioned, I haven't played climbing yet, but Sprint Vector when it's released. And then also, um, also, also this title to the top. I mean, they're all definitely great games to check out. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, like I, speaking about to the top specifically, um, it's, it's really, really cool. And the levels can get really crazy really quickly. So that's that's all I really want to say about about some of that, but yeah, just super impressed. And again, again, one of those. There were a few moments while I was playing it that I immediately thought, "Man, this is one of those games." Like I, I think one of these days we need to. I mean, I guess we're approaching the end of the year again, so so I guess that that time it's going to be that time of the year to. To try to Ooh, think of what some of the best games are, but yeah, we'll have to come up with the best of 2017 at some point. Yeah, but like, but just, I mean, with all of these recent titles coming out, I mean, I do legitimately think that I need to start coming up with my list of titles 
just to demo with people again because because it's it's been a while since I've I've showed a lot of my friends that have tried VR initially uh, new games and there's just so much out there that I think sometimes it's a little bit hard to remember what the <laughs> yeah. standout titles are. I run into that problem too. Yeah, but like but that said, like recently especially there have been some really cool and inventive stuff and like I mean Just in Time was a good, great example and now and now to the top is is another game that I'm thinking of that if I were to bring someone over and let them try out each and each of these games and just have fun. I mean, you could easily have like just spend the whole night just goofing around, you know, playing all these different titles. It would it would be such a blast. So yeah. So yeah. So so anyway. So that's to the top, and it's highly recommended for people that are that 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 are interested in, and you know, as long as you're not too afraid of heights. <laughs> um, Did you get any motion it, sickness? I didn't. You I didn't. didn't get awesome. Any okay. No. That's cool. Yeah. So yeah, no, no motion sickness. And I will say that there were a few times where I had to step over my cord because I was starting to kind of do some circles. But <laughs> <laughs> man, what TP cast? We need you, man. I know, I know. Okay, but yeah. Well, so. we, we, we talked about that enough. Um, no, that okay. That's really cool. Like I said, it's this is a game that's been on my list for a while too. Um, so I am excited to hear that you had a good experience. I will have to try it myself. Yep. Uh, okay, so the game I played, and I think you might have actually jumped into it a while back too. Uh, this is a game that's been on my list for a while, and I, I believe it came out at the beginning of June, June 1st. Uh, mm-hmm. It is called Form, and it is a puzzle-solving game that, uh, at least as far as I've gotten, requires no movement or teleportation, although you can walk around uh, the area, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. which is what RoomScale was designed for. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, th- so there's, there's a storyline. You are a scientist, uh, trying to discover something. I, I didn't get, I didn't get too far into the storyline. And in fact, I, I would argue that, uh, once you start, um, having to solve the puzzles, the storyline doesn't even matter. Cause I don't really know how any of that, any of that made any sense or was relevant, <laughs> but, yeah. um, man, the, the look and feel on this game is fantastic. So right off the bat, I put this thing on and I end up in some laboratory where it's kind of like the, yeah, I guess you're just kind of learning the functions of the game. They're, they're calling you uh, professor, doctor, whatever it is that you are and trying to, or, you know, kind of guiding you through the next steps of what you need to do. Um, and, uh, you know, so uh, since we're starting to call this out in, in most of the games, um, you can play with, I, I would say 90% of the items that are on your desk, which is nice. There's like an apple and a cup and you know what I mean? So one that's By a nice, way, I, nice touch. Not, not to completely derail you, but I have to point this out. No, go ahead. For someone, I, it just kind of dawned on me that anyone listening to the kinds of things that we talk about on our podcast would be ad- absolute like without context of like just just imagine if you hadn't tried the vibe if you didn't try premium virtual reality uh-huh like what you're describing and how ridiculous it is <laughs> yeah i know oh yeah you like, get to like hold things like, and... like for us it's totally normal like it's like cuz i know how you're describing it right and i oh that's a so fair point titles yeah like like you're just like yeah so so you're the scientist and you're in a laboratory and like you're playing with messing around with stuff on the desk and blah, blah, blah. And like, it's so casual and nonchalant, but like for people that haven't actually tried VR, it's actually kind of crazy to think about. But anyways, <laughs> well, okay. So <laughs> first off, if you haven't tried VR, uh, step number one <laughs> is to try VR. Step number two, uh, I will try to explain this better then and say that. No, no, no. You were, you were, you were explaining it in such a great way. Just like, for some reason, it just dawned on me, like <laughs> some of the crazy, the crazy things that we no, are yeah, able to try. I, I get where you're coming from. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's. I don't know how else to describe it. I so oh, and, and that's it, yeah. That's what VR is, right? You can't. It's it's yeah. like tough to describe how cool it is to be sitting at a desk where you can just touch and hold and throw all the stuff that's around you when when you're in VR. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so so getting back to the game <laughs> itself. Um, the puzzles are really cool. Uh, they're very unique. And I, what I love the most is there's no instructions. Uh, I, I just remember 
uh, after you get through that initial um, kind of, it's not a loading screen, but just like tutorial or whatever, where you're talking to, you're re- listening to voicemails and, and talking to your computer and stuff like that. And all of a sudden you get transported to where you have to start working on these puzzles and you just kind of have to figure it out as you go. And I, I really love that about the game because I, not that, not that, you know, games that come with instructions and massive tutorials are bad, I, but it's also refreshing on the other side to get a game where you can just jump in and try to figure it out as you go. And, and that being actually a part of the adventure, a part of the experience. So uh, that to me was a huge positive for the game. Um, one thing which I wasn't sure if I wanted to to make the direct comparison, but I, I guess I will just for anybody who's played the game. But if you tried the gallery, this really reminded me of the gallery. And and to clarify, uh, it, it's not necessarily the storyline or being able to, to travel or um, teleport to different areas, but really just the the sense of of polish and i i know we use that word a lot but everything just felt so smooth in there um and just the the gameplay had this like futuristic yet ancient ruins type of uh feel to it and so you know there's just stuff flying around so you have your since you're kind of like landlocked and you can only stand in one place or or, or stay in one area you, if you hold the triggers down um, well, okay. So you use the triggers to grab devices, but, uh, let's say, uh, there's stuff that kind of just floats around you, which is another cool aspect because you have all these like little puzzle pieces and they can, they're all just kind of floating around you and you can kind of just take them and place them in the three dimensional space around you. Imagine something like, like tilt brush where you're just kind of putting stuff in an area and then waiting to use it later. But let's say, let's say something's kind of flying around or let's say it's gotten beyond the point where you can reach. You just hold the trigger button down or you aim at it and hold the trigger button down and it'll kind of zoom back to your hand. So I think that's how mm-hmm. they kind of solved for the objects moving around the area. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like I said, I don't want to give away too much. The puzzles range from easy to actually somewhat challenging, uh, at least as far as I got. And I know mm-hmm. that it's going to be even more challenging as I go. But like I said, part part of the challenge was figuring out what the puzzle is in the first place. And then once you figure out what the puzzle is, you have to figure out how to solve it. So it's like this two-step process of of fun, <laughs> for lack of better words. Like it's just, it's it's a really cool experience to be able to to figure it out as you go. And then like once you're like, oh, now I get how the puzzle works. Okay, mm-hmm. now now like I'm rewiring my brain knowing that such and such pieces actually mean this or you know what I mean? So Yeah. I, no, and, and I feel like I'm coming off as very vague when I'm describing it, but I, I guess it's it's one of those games where it's it's very difficult to describe. And I, I think you had a chance to play it, so I don't know, maybe if you can shed some light on your experience with it too. Yeah. I mean I I didn't get that far just because I'm I'm not super great at puzzle games and I kinda got stuck. So I needed I needed to look up what to do next, and I, I just hadn't gotten around to getting back into it yet. But, I mean, one of the things that, that really struck me, I, number one, as soon as I played, even though I did get stuck, I, I knew that this was a game I, I needed to keep playing. And it's a game that that I know is very high quality. I just need to get past that part. Um, because, really, I mean, it has a very, it leaves a very, very strong impression. Like, I can't, I can't say enough how how kind of mesmerizing some of the environments were and kind of like what you said. I mean, at first you're in the laboratory and it has kind of a very, you know, real world, like futuristic, but real world kind of feel to it. But once things get going and you're kind of transported into this new area, you know, everything is just kind of, you know, very strange and surreal and you're in a very unique environment, but everything looks just stunning. And it looks really uh, convincing, but also kind of surreal, like I said, and just kind of otherworldly is, is maybe a way to describe it. And the puzzles have a similar feel in that the aesthetic kind of carries through to everything that's in the game, like all the various structures that you're interacting with and all of that sort of thing. So that was just something that really that really impressed me. And, and like I said, all the all the bells and whistles. I, I don't think people would traditionally think of like a puzzle game as being something that would be visually so striking, but 
with, with, with form in particular, it's something that, that I think really makes it stand out from the crowd. Yeah. I, I mean, we, we've played a lot of like uh, escape the room type of games, which, which are good. I'm not trying to knock on those, but this, this just had a different feel to it overall, a different vibe. And uh, like you said, it's the visuals, it's the mechanics of how you interact with the environment. Um, and yeah, it's, yeah, it, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, a, yeah, it's, in, they're intuitive, but then also complicated at the same time. Like it's, it's kind of the best way to like, like you, you start messing with something and it seems like it's going to be easy. And then you realize that the puzzle is actually kind of more complicated than you initially thought. Yeah. I don't know if that's, and, and, and there were multiple times when I was playing that I kind of felt that way about it. Yeah. I, I mean, there were times when like the puzzle was actually easy. It was just figuring out what the puzzle actually was um, that mm-hmm. I would get tripped up on. And I mean, like I said, yeah. I, th- I think I made it through the first level of the game. Um, and then it kind of went to like a, a blank screen. Actually, it, the game crashed. So I'll have to look at my computer and make mm. sure nothing, nothing's going on there. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, aside aside from that, like I said, I had a fantastic experience uh, with it. And like you said, I, I mean, I, I want to see where it goes. I mean, yeah, the, the storyline, uh, I didn't feel, I didn't feel like it was fully featured or I didn't really get into it, but maybe that's because I just mm-hmm. haven't gotten as far into the game as I need to. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a sucker for storylines. Like I, I went back in the day when I used to play those old computer games, I would just hit the cheat codes because I just want to know what the storyline is. So I'd like break, yeah. you know, go all the way through just to, it, it, it was all funny. about the narrative for me. Yeah, it's funny you kind of mention that because I've been seeing more and more titles make attempts at storylines, but I haven't seen that many titles be successful at kind of pulling it through from beginning to end. Like a lot of the games that we've played that kind of feature narratives tend to be kind of narrative heavy at the beginning and in the tutorial phases. And then you kind of feel like to some extent the stories kind of, you know, phase out as the gameplay kind of takes over and you you play through several levels or whatever and then it, you maybe see some kind of a resolution to the, the story but like it doesn't feel like it's necessarily like naturally pulled through and so i mean again not to bring it up again but just in time was i guess an example of a game that kind of took a thin approach to story but the narrative kind of felt seamless throughout the game like i i just be interested to see um, you know, how the narrative gets pulled back into form. And then also just in general, I feel like that's something for, for, for people that are working on titles out there to kind of be cognizant of is I feel like, you know, sometimes narrative is super important and other times it's not as important. And I think, I think to some extent, if you realize it's not going to be a huge driving force of your game to kind of, you know, maybe, maybe focus on the visuals some more and, and really get that. Cause, cause narratives don't always have to be, I think as cookie cutter as, you know, setting up a specific story plot and pulling that through from beginning to end and, and setting up like different plot points and whatnot. I mean, it can be as simple as, as pulling through a, a consistent theme with your game. If, if that is a visual theme or if it's, if it's something else, I mean, and then, progressing that forward and making your, you know, it's, it's really just a device to I think make your game feel like it has a purpose and it has some kind of a, uh, of an identity. And so yeah. that's, that's, that's maybe, I mean, like I said, not to like, not, not to say too much about, about, you know, what's appropriate and not for, for one game versus another, but, but I think in VR story can be done in, in, in multiple ways. Oh yeah, no, hundred percent. Um, and I mean, we, we, I haven't gotten through all form and obviously you haven't either. So we'll see no. how the story plays out there. And I, I'm really not knocking the story. So I, I, I apologize no. if anybody is making, uh, or if anybody gets the wrong impression, like I said, I just, I wasn't, um, I wasn't as no, I th- drawn into it or I wasn't, maybe I just wasn't paying attention. Um, and, yeah. but like I no, said, I mean, I- my main point was that you didn't have to know the story to really get into the puzzles, yep. which I feel like is the meat and bones of the game. Yeah, no, same. And, and that's what like, like if anything, it's more like what I was getting at. I was, it was more of a, uh, like, I guess, I guess more of more me praising some of the other aspects of the game. Like in, in form, it wasn't, 
the story that I felt like needed the spotlight. It was really the theme, the visual themes, yeah, and agreed. and kind of the look and feel to the game that kind of told its own story. That you could have cut out the beginning portions of the game, and I could have just went from from weird puzzle room to weird puzzle room in that game, mm-hmm. and felt totally okay with it, and felt like I had my own experience because it was just done that well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, so not, I, not all games can do that, but I, I just felt like the 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 artistry behind form is 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 that great. Gotcha. Um, yeah. No. I I I agree with you. And sorry, I had another thought coming in. I'm trying to remember <coughs> what it was now. Oh, um, mm. what? Just since we're mentioning games, I I know you probably still haven't had a chance to play uh, the gallery yet. Um, I, I I need to play it now that my I, since since we had last talked, I had reformatted my computer and gotten a new graphics card because before for some reason whatever it was about my setup it would just lock up every time i played up to a certain point gotcha and there was there was like nothing i could do i would get to like like it was it wasn't even that far into the game i would be in a cave and it would just freeze every single time i got to the cave yeah no so so, well i'm just gonna keep publicly calling you out until you play the game (laughs) (laughs) oh man it is kind um, of embarrassing, like as far as games not to have played on the Vive. But so the only reason I bring it up, and granted, I'm sure there have been other games that have done really well, but this is one of the few games that have actually had the time to finish all the way through. And uh, just one thing that I wanted to highlight was with a game like The Gallery, you have the storyline that is such an integral part of the gameplay itself throughout the entire the throughout the entire uh, game. So like number one, or that's that's awesome because you know that's what you're talking about in terms of like a storyline being present and a narrative being you know kind of driving your actions throughout the entire game but number two what was our favorite thing or like what was your favorite thing about like those old school like computer games or or uh console games you'd play like levels 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 and then you'd get to the end and what would you see yeah i mean well come on i'm giving you a quiz here (laughs) Okay, you fine. Would see, I'll give I'll give uh, you I'll, I'll give you the answer. You'd see a cutscene, right? And, yeah. and some games would have like really amazing cutscenes. Yeah, you're right. So with something like the gallery, you are in the cutscene, which is to me like that that experience is wild because you know I I came from like that that older experience of like okay you play these games and you get you wait for like the ending cutscenes or like the mid yeah, no, you you know, in between and, and now it's just like. You're in these cutscenes where stuff is happening around you. There's people walking around saying things to you. Like I, I don't know. Like I said, I, I have I just have a natural affinity for that game. It was one of the first games that I played. So um, yeah, you know, I, I no, just, you have a good point. But, and you're you're but, giving me a lot of reasons to go back and, and make sure I play. Well, and and I mean, I, I I've heaped a lot of praise on that game in the past. So I don't want to keep on doing that. It's a great game. Everybody should try it. But I I just want to say that like I think if if developers can really focus on the narrative i think that that'll only create a deeper bond with the game you know what i mean like mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. you start remembering being there rather than just playing a video game you just remember sure. like actually being in the room once you conquered the level or whatever it is that you did you know what yeah. i mean no, fighting and, the bad guy and, and like you were saying if done right vr has such a powerful impact of making you feel like you're actually there and 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 really it's it's that much more powerful, I think, when done done correctly. Yeah, yeah. So, cool. Well, that's uh, that's all I had. It sounds like um, sounds like we had two games that are vastly different. But uh, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the point earlier that some of these games we're playing now are are not your typical. Um, no, I, I, I don't, don't want to hate on wave shooters because wave shooters are great, but it's not your typical type of games that were coming out. You know, for the the second half of last year, maybe the first half of this year. Yeah, no, I, I feel like like progress is being made and really cool. I mean, if you just look at the catalog of games, if you could, if we sat down, and, and part of me wants to, huh? I wonder. No, I mean, I think when we do the the game of the year stuff, we have to still start, I guess, 2017 and just cut it off. But it would be interesting to see from beginning to end again, just like if we were to make a best titles of the vibe. You know, at some point yeah. in the future, like in a few years from now or something, looking back at all the games that we had played on the Vive 
and trying to say what are the best titles for the Vive period. I mean, I, I feel like we're getting we're getting to the point where you could have a pretty big list of some very very cool stuff for people to play. Well, you know, so, that's actually something we can do if we're trying to do uh, or set up like yearly things that we do. So, uh, you know, at the mm-hmm. end of the year, we can do like best of 2017 and mid-year. So, I mean, I know we're a little bit past the mid-year now, but we could even yeah. do it as one of the next episodes where it's just like, what are your top five vibe games total? And we'll just do that yeah. kind of mid-year throughout as like a running running thing. But um, yeah, I, I like that idea. I think that's something we should discuss a little bit more offline and then find a way to, yeah. to bring it to the show. Because it could, it could be definitely helpful for people, especially that are new to the vibe. I mean, if I yeah. were buying a vibe now, I feel like there's some time, I mean, even just looking at the top, you know, selling top sellers list on Steam or, or one of the doesn't really do the entire catalog justice because, you know, there's there's some stuff that may have fallen off that are amazing. And then, you know, there's also some new stuff that like might be popular, but not necessarily as great as some of the other games out there. So yeah. like, I, I just think that we're getting to the point where like it like, I mean, when you judge other consoles, let's say, like when you judge consoles based on the games that are out, you kind of look at everything that's been released, and like especially looking back to consoles that that are kind of you know long gone, and kind of judging you know how how successful they were. Well, one of the criteria is just looking at the game collection, and you know if you were to own this system, what are the games that you could play on it? And I feel like viewing the vibe from that approach. I'm I'm starting to think if you if you want to shell out the money for a Vive, you're going to have quite a bit of value. Like you're going to be able to play a lot of really cool things on the Vive if you get one today. Yep. So just just something worth mentioning, I guess. No, no, I I agree with you, and I'll encourage everyone who uh, responsibly can afford to get a Vive and wants to get a Vive, <laughs> you should totally do it. Um, and then yeah, you just become part of the conversation. Uh, on reddit or through shows like this and I, i'm excited man v, I, vr has been fantastic and like you said we've had some awesome games these last couple of weeks and i know we got a couple more or a couple more really cool ones that are coming up mm-hmm. um, that we need to play and get into so um yeah man i'm excited but that's that's all i had for uh for today yeah no i'm, I'm good as well so it was it was a fun episode yep yep cool man well i will uh catch up with you later for everybody listening Uh, Hope you enjoy. Hope you have a great rest of your week and weekend. And uh, we will talk to you guys again very, very soon. Take care.